imagine that you've been shopping for a specific product to meet a very specific need for a long time. Like you've been saving up for it. Maybe, maybe it's something like a new pair of maybe wireless headphones, right? So you've been looking for just the right solution. You've been saving up for it. You've done your research. You've read the reviews and you're just a little under budget of the main name brand that everybody else has got but you think you found a solution in sort of an imitation of that product. So you you order it, finally it arrives at your house, you're excited, you open it up and you begin to set up the headphones to use them and like they just, they sound terrible. Or maybe there's problems syncing up these wireless headphones with your device and it's just not working out. And, and for all of your best efforts, picking the imitation just wasn't as good as the original. Something super interesting to me has been how many times throughout the Bible God identifies as the shepherd of his people. And when his leaders or maybe outside rulers or kings are drawing his people astray, he refers to them as corrupt or crooked shepherds who don't really care about their sheep. So in the end, they're really not shepherds at all. In fact, in in Psalm 100, God says that I have made you. You are my people. You belong to me. You are the sheep of my pasture. But then there's this interesting place when the people of God had wandered from God and he was getting ready to discipline them and they were going to go into exile and submit uh, to an enemy nation that they did not want to submit to. The prophet Ezekiel comes along, and in this strange place in chapter 34 of Ezekiel, God calls out the leaders of his people and the leaders of the nations around his people as corrupt, broken, and abusive shepherds. And so he prophesies that there's going to come a time where where he's not going to lean on the rulers of his people or on the other nations anymore. He will be the shepherd of his people. He will be present. He will lead them into green pastures, as Psalm 23 says, beside still waters. God is prophesying in his story about a time where the, the imitations are going to fade away and the original, the authentic, the real deal, God himself will be the shepherd of his people. Then onto the scene in the story of God comes Jesus, God in the flesh. And in John chapter 10, Jesus is speaking to those who are following him, those who are listening to them, and he says, Truly, I tell you that anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen by the gate, but rather climbs in some other way, this one is a thief and a robber. But the one who enters by the gate, this is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him. The sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out to pasture. When he has brought 
all his own outside, then, then the shepherd goes ahead of them and leads them. And the sheep follow him because they know his voice. And they're never going to follow a stranger. They're never going to follow an imitator. Instead, they're going to run away because they don't know the voice of the stranger. Jesus had given them this figure of speech, but they didn't understand what he was telling them. So he went on. Truly, I tell you, I'm the gate for the sheep. All who come before me, they were just thieves and robbers. But the sheep didn't listen to them. Not really. I am the gate. If anyone enters by me, he will be healed and he will come in and go out and find peace. A thief only comes to steal and to kill and destroy. But I have come so that you may have life and have it in abundance. And then Jesus, just as God has all along, identifies as the good shepherd come to lead to guide and to care for his sheep in person. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. The hired hand, since he is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, leaves them and runs away when trouble or a wolf is coming. The wolf snatches and then scatters the sheep. And this happens because he's a hired hand and doesn't care about the sheep. But I'm the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I lay my life down for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen, and I'm going to bring them in as well, and they're going to hear and listen to my voice. And there's going to be one flock, one shepherd. And this is why the Father has sent me, because I am going to lay my life down so that I may take it up again. No one takes my life from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the right to lay it down and I have the power to take it up again. And this is the command that I've been given from my Father. There are many things that are striking about this passage, but among them, are the fulfillment of the promises that God himself would come to be the shepherd, to care for it, to lead and to guide his people to a place of peace, to a place of rest, to a place of flourishing. Jesus is the fulfillment of that promise. God in the flesh, dwelling now with us, beside us, by his spirit inside of us as his people, And he's guiding us. He's calling us out as his sheep to places of abundance, to places of peace and of rest. But there are so many competing voices, so many other rulers or authorities, so to speak, around us calling out for our attention, calling out for our loyalties. But they're just imitations. They're not the real deal. Jesus has his sheep He knows them by name. And the text says they recognize his voice. He's always speaking. He's always leading. And the question for us is, can we hear? Have we given ourselves enough space to slow down to hear the voice of the good shepherd?
listen for God's voice. Even right now, if you can find a way to get to a place of quiet, maybe take a seat or if you're out on a walk, maybe just pause for a moment, take in the surroundings, get your place, get your heart to a place of calm and quiet and ask these questions just between you and the spirit. God, how have I wandered from you today? Have I been chasing down imitations, lesser versions of you or cheap substitutes of you to find peace, rest, and joy? God, how have you been pursuing me and trying to get my attention? Have I been resisting you? Have I been hesitant to listen to and to respond to your voice? And later today, make space again to just listen to God's voice through, through scripture. Get to a place where you can just read through another passage of scripture. Get still and ask yourself, what stands out? Why? God speaks to us by his word, through his spirit, and through others. So whatever promptings, whatever, whatever you think you're hearing from the Lord, share that with your community. Process that with them. Let God, by his voice, speak to you through his word, by his spirit, and through his people. Today, why wait any longer to respond to the voice of the Good Shepherd as he leads us by streams of living water, as he restores our soul, and as he brings peace, love, and joy to the depths of our hearts. This has been a production of Gospel Community Church. I'm Brenton Lehman, and I'm the teaching and discipleship pastor at our Rivermont congregation. And if you like what you hear, then please subscribe to our podcast and give us your comments. If you want to reach out to us directly, then you can email us at info at gospelcc.org.